0: Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the edric show i am your host edric jerome this is the place for intelligent conversation with interesting people go ahead and hit that subscribe button leave a like leave a comment let me know how i'm doing as i bring you this interesting content each and every week my guest today is award-winning artist mark harris mark along with his fellow artists raymond l haywood and brian keith thomas are part of the san francisco arts commission main gallery exhibition title Invincible Black Soul, The Art of Bearing Witness, which explores the work and legacy of novelist, playwright, and activist James Baldwin. Mark is the curator of the exhibition, which examines how artists across different media continue to use art as a tool to bear witness to the times we live in. The exhibition will run from May 19th through July 8th at SFAC's Main Gallery in San Francisco. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you. Let's start out, uh, talk to me about the exhibition uh, and why it's so important to explore the legacy of James Baldwin, uh, especially in 2023.
1: So um, I've been a a really big fan of James Baldwin's work um, for the last probably five to seven years. I kind of discovered his work late um, as compared to to some other people and um, you know, when, when I immediately heard him speak uh, the first time was just on a YouTube video, just sort of got into the rabbit hole algorithm and really started diving deep into his work. And I was I was really just struck by um, the clarity with which he spoke and the urgency and the the eloquence as well as the way the way he addressed, um, you know, the major social issue of the time. During the 1960s, and um, you know, just his his tremendous courage, um, you know, to take that stand from his station in life, just inspired me tremendously. Um, along the same period that I discovered his work, I was doing my own um, my own sort of social commentary uh, via mixed media collages, and. Just the more that I listened to this man and the more I read about him and learned about him, you know, I realized how ahead of his time that he was, and how very relevant what he said 60, you know, years ago is still uh still very relevant today. Um so all that being said, I was given this opportunity by the Arts Commission to curate an exhibit. Um, I submitted a proposal to um, you know, investigating Baldwin's work um, in in concert. This is the 60th anniversary of his uh, visit to San Francisco. Mm. Um, so, in the spring of 1963, he visited the uh, Western Edition and Hunters Point neighborhoods, and basically just talked to black residents. And there was a documentary film made about it um, by KQED called "Take This Hammer." So part of the exhibit is to, is to pay homage to that 60th anniversary of, of Baldwin actually being here in San Francisco, as well as to uh, remind people of the work that still needs to be done and let people know that there are Black artists who are still um, using their practices to, to raise awareness and to talk about um, injustices in society and to try to engage people to get involved um, where they fit in, where they best fit in. Hmm. Uh,
0: and in addition to the work that you have in the exposition, uh, you're also working with uh, the other two artists, Brian Keith Thomas and Raymond L. Haywood. Um, tell me about their contributions and uh, what they, quote unquote, brought to the table in this exhibit.
1: So I've known both of these artists for quite a long time, 10 plus years, 15 years. years—and um, you know, they each bring their own powerful voice to this exhibit. And the reason that I I selected these two artists to, to do this show is because of commitment to their craft. Um, they're both extremely de- dedicated to their work, have been for long periods of time. Um, their work is excellent. And I want this exhibit to really Um, demonstrate that African-Americans or Black people are not a monolith, right? All Mm -hmm. three of our works, all three of the works that you'll see in this exhibit are very, very different. But we're all, in our own way, um, commenting on or reflecting on the work of James Baldwin, which we were already doing in our practices, but we're, we're being a little bit more focused to his work in specific. And so I want people to see that. I want people to see that there's there's more than one way to express artistically how you feel about what's going on, what you're bearing witness to.
0: Um, let's talk now about you and, and your work. Um, going back, when did you know or when did you realize that you had the talent to become an artist? Um, and also, how did you develop the courage that you have to take on Controversial subjects like race and politics and sexism.
1: So I've I've been drawn since I was about seven years old. Um, Drew voraciously um, very, you know, every day until I I started learning how to drive and date and then it became less interesting. And I actually (laughs) stepped away from it um, for many years and and, you know, pursued a life in corporate America. Never quite felt fulfilled in about 20 years of doing that type of work from all types of industries, from finance to biotech to insurance. And um, 23 years ago, um, 22 years ago, I was living here working in Palo Alto, and I just knew that it was time for a change. Um, I wasn't quite ready to make that change on my own. And then the universe sort of put me in a situation where, I had a I had to make a choice between you know being laid off of a job or taking a pay cut to to stay in the same job that I didn't really like. Mm. And so I, I took that opportunity to sort of go out in the deep water and reinvent myself as an artist because I felt that um it was just something I'd never tried, you know, seriously, and that I thought I would get more fulfillment from pursuing a life as an artist than I, than I had been. Um, So probably the first 10 years, 12 years, my art was art for art's sake. Really. I was, I was creating work to sell. Hmm. Uh, I was trying to find my own voice. And in 20, 14 or 2015, I'm not sure which year, but it was the year of the Ferguson um, unrest when Michael Brown was murdered, and that was a watershed moment for me. Um, when I decided that I could no longer sit on the sidelines and 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 look at this sort of slow rolling genocide taking place, and the um, the 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 way I felt I would have the most impact was through creating art as well as working with at risk youth and my practice literally changed overnight as I watched these riots happening on, on, you know, on TV um, just something, something welled up inside of me. And, and, and I had to, I had to shift and um, you know, it hasn't always been easy Um creating the type of work that I do. It's not, um, fun at times. <laughs> no, it's really much more of, of a catharsis for me. Um, and it helps me stay sane and grounded in, you know, the, the the conditions that I find myself in as a black man in the 21st century in America. Um, and through that process, I actually found that, uh, you know, me, Working on my own healing was benefiting other people in the responses that I was re- that I was getting as I put this new type of workout. I was really nervous about it because people knew me as a different type of artist, mm. but the response was was really overwhelming, and and then I began to make the connection that you know my personal healing journey could benefit others because it's art, right? Because art has the ability to um, To take complex issues, break them down into bite size or things that are discernible for people, and um, and then unfortunately, you know, there was you know one murder after another. seemed like every two months between 2015 and 2017, and then on and on and on ad nauseum. And so, um, you know, I've I've really seen it as as my duty. again connecting to Baldwin's work and seeing what he did and, and, and others, you know, Nina Simone, Malcolm X, thinking about these these ancestors who have committed their lives to uh to truth telling, you know, and to telling our story and to giving us a voice. And so that's what um I don't have any problem for material, right? Because all this <laughs> right. crazy thing is going on. But 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 that's really what in essence inspires me to keep going. You know, when I think about, you know, like I said, Baldwin and Nina Simone and Malcolm and Fannie Lou Hamer and Medgar Evers and all of these outstanding uh, members of our community that have sacrificed so much. Um I just see it as my duty just to keep that going.
0: Um you mentioned the times we're in, uh which leads me to my next question. Um we are actually living in an age of book banning, um, attempts to erase African-American history uh, and literally the criminalizing of teaching the truth. <laughs> um, as an artist, how can you and your peers fight back against the censorship uh, and keep creating works that continue to challenge and inspire and speak the truth?
1: So that's a fantastic question. And it's it's part of the reason for this exhibit. So I, so the, the subtitle is The Art of Bearing Witness. And so just as you said, to your point right now, people are, are, are playing fast and loose with the truth and with facts, right? And, um, and it's everywhere, it's pervaded our entire culture. Definitely in terms of media, definitely in terms of politics, social media is no better, right? Um, we, we, we've created these silos where people can go to get what they want right? Mm-hmm. That tickles their ears. And artists are independent thinkers. Um, we, we're not beholden to anyone for, to, in order to speak our minds. So case in point, um, we see what happened to Colin Kaepernick, right? Mm-hmm. I wish there were m- many more athletes like him and entertainers that were use their platforms to to talk about these issues, and we had this in the past: Sidney Poitier, Harry Belafonte, Muhammad Ali, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Right, this isn't new, but but yet, this white supremacist society, society that we're living in has is so clever that that we've elevated our entertainers and athletes to the point where they have really are are disconnected from who they are in my opinion and where Mm -hmm. they come from and what, what sacrifices were made to get them there. And so they're beholden to these big studios and these team owners that will basically, if you get out of line, you know, they, they're going to slap your wrist. Well, as an artist, I have none of those, uh, none of those uh, limitations. I can, I can say what I want the way I want it. And if I'm doing it in a way that's truly authentic and powerful, it's going to connect with people. And so artists have a unique ability to to access the subconscious mind. And that's why you're seeing books being banned. And that's why you're seeing uh, strong efforts at how history is taught. Mm -hmm. So I teach high school students. And one of the things I ask them, I say, Well, of all the problems that are happening in the world right now, how education, how history is taught is 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 being debated at the highest levels of our government. Why do you think that is, considering everything that's going on? And they don't understand. And then I tell them, it's because you have the power to change that. You know, if you know the truth, if if we if we educated, in my opinion, one generation. With the real truth, a lot of what we're seeing now would be drastically changed in just 25 years. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean from early education through high school. If we really start telling the truth, things will, things will change because these young people are, are the ones that are going to be inheriting this mess, and they're going to want to change it. So the more ignorant and in the dark that they can keep all of us, the more it benefits the status quo. And so I think people have to make that connection and people have to share that with young folks that they really have a tremendous amount of power because everything that they're seeing can, you know, I mean, it can only make one feel hopeless, especially a 14 or 15 year old kid, right? But if if, if we really educate them to the power they have, I think things would be different. And I think that's where art comes in, that we have the ability, like I said, to take complex issues, break them down, and make them understandable.
0: As an artist, have you ever created something uh, that you later thought might be too controversial or or crossed the line, or or, and and you maybe were reluctant to share it? So has has you ever had to struggle with something like that?
1: All the time. (laughs) All the time. Um, For one, when that happens to me, I know that it's a good piece. Right. Because if I'm if I'm feeling apprehension about it, just creating it in my studio, then I know that putting it out in the world is going to have the same effect. Um, and, yes, there have been times and many of my artist friends, I've talked to them on the phone about a piece I'm working on. and I'm just like, man, you know, I just don't know. I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can put this out there. Um, but then again, you know, I just have to pause for a moment and think of all of the sacrifices that have been made for me and for you and for, and for our community to be able to do what we've done from people whose names we don't even know. You know, we talk about the Mount Rushmore of civil rights advocates, right? Some of these names I've mentioned, but there's, there, there've been so many unsung heroes Mm -hmm. that stood up and tried to inspire and tried to make, make this country live up to its true ideals. And so I can't shrink away Excuse me for my responsibility. And that's how I know that I'm onto something when I'm feeling apprehensive about it or it scares me or the idea comes to me and I'm like, "Ooh, no, no, I can't do that. <laughs> and that, that really means that I have to do it.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Mark, uh, I know it's very busy for you and I want really to appreciate you taking the time to to talk to me today. So um, let me give the particulars. Uh, our guest has been Mark Harris. He, along with artists Raymond L. Haywood and Brian Keith Thomas, are part of the San Francisco Arts Commission Main Gallery exhibition titled Invincible Black Soul, The Art of Bearing Witness, which explores the work and legacy of novelist, playwright and activist James Baldwin. Uh, On May 19th is the public reception. It's going to be from 68 p.m. at the SFAC Main Gallery, uh, the War Memorial Veterans Building, which is at 401 Venice in San Francisco. Uh, but Mark, if people want more information about you or the event specifically or SFAC, uh, where can they go?
1: Um, <clears throat> you, you can check out my um, Instagram page is the best thing. I'm doing uh, updates. Will be Mark Harris Art, and my website is artofmarkharris.com.
0: Excellent, excellent. Well. Again, Mark, I want to thank you for coming on the Edric Show. I want to thank you for being courageous with your art and sharing your gifts with the world as uh, you know, we try to change things one day at a time. Exactly. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Uh, this has been another edition of the Edric Show. I am your host, Edric Jerome. This is the place for intelligent conversation with interesting people go ahead and hit that subscribe button. We're also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your online podcast streaming services. Thank you for tuning in, and we will catch you on the next episode.